Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and I'm no longer wearing my Issa Halloween costume, but I'm being joined by Justin Labar and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas. Fellas, how you doing today? Jimmy, you go first. Oh, I'll go first. Not bad, not bad, except for this up and down temperature-wise weather here in Toronto. I mean, like, uh, it, it's funny because um, when I was doing the review after after crown jewel or was it uh last wednesday where i was warmer than uh uh isa was in puerto rico up last there. wednesday yeah. yeah yeah it was last wednesday just just crazy weather up here but hey as as, as long as i'm not uh, hanging out with lance storm out in calgary where it's snowing like crazy that's cool yeah i uh, you know you talk about the weather you know it got a little rainy here today we had the time change here so i'm wearing my uh my mr rogers uh little zip up here it's my my comfort zip up. You, Won't you guys be my are, neighbor. <laughs> you guys are probably nice and chilly where you're at, though, Justin. No, no, it's that's the thing here in Pittsburgh. It's it, it was. Uh, I've had the I've had the heat off for a few weeks. We had to turn it on back in October, but it's it's off. So that the thermostat, the natural temperature in the house today, got up to seventy five. I had to try to open windows and 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 do everything. It's it's been nice and warm. I mean, I it it's, it's crazy. Um, for those for those watching in Canada, it's about twenty three degrees Celsius thereabouts. We don't do Celsius. Celsius, stop that. <laughs> Celsius, stop that. I don't even want to start with the exchange rate, but anyways. <laughs> well, this was a quite a, a crazy episode, and so I want to make sure we get into it. But we do have some pretty cool news, other than logan paul proven he's the best celebrity guest ever even better than bad bunny that's right nyc demon diva logan paul showing out in saudi arabia but let's talk about some of the news uh there was an internal memo sent out about the success of crown jewel off the back of Logan Paul. According to an internal WWE memo procured by Fightful, this past weekend's WWE Crown Jewel has surpassed September's Cardiff show, classed the castle as the most viewed international PLE in company history. 
with a seven-figure viewership for the event. Crown Jewel 2022 surpassed not just Clash the Castle, but every other WWE PLE taking place in Saudi Arabia. The Greatest Royal Rumble in 2018 comes in second on that list, followed by Elimination Chamber 2021, Crown Jewel 2021, and Super Showdown 2019. Justin, I noticed they're saying PLE here. Is this just using funny, like, maybe not the biggest pay-per-view uh, internationally, but the biggest PLE? Are they using? Are they trying to fudge the numbers with what they're calling this? I don't think so. I, I think the key word is international. I think they're lumping the premium live event in and in, 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 in allowing it to also go back into when it was pay-per-view days. International is the key. They haven't had a ton of international pay-per-views. Obviously, you go back to SummerSlam 92, different business model. It was done on delay. So while as iconic as that show is, it's not going to be in the running anywhere near the global brand that they are 30 years later. Even some of the other Saudi Arabia shows you, 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 you listed off, when they started doing the Saudi shows, um, they were still on their old WWE network. Certainly now being on Peacock, the exposure for the amount of people that, that, that have access to Peacock that can see this is much, is much larger. It's why they did the move. Uh, Peacock's not the funnest user experience, but I can see why WWE did it for, uh, for the exposure and for the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so this makes sense. You know, there's, I mean, was this the biggest, uh, card that they've had on out of all the Saudi Arabia shows, maybe not on some measurement. As a you know, I mean, we've seen Undertaker and some you know whatever. You know, we saw Shawn Michaels and Triple H again. You know, for even that turned into a debacle. But this for how succinct the business has been recently, creatively for WWE. I mean, I know you're poking fun at Issa, but uh, <laughs> Logan Paul does, I think, bring some legit eyes. And, oh, I have Peacock. Yeah, I can see. You know, and, and then I, I just think a lot of things. I think it makes sense that this probably was the largest viewed one. Um, and I think that this will get topped sooner rather than later on one of their future either Saudi Arabia shows or it sounds like they're going to do a lot more traveling around Europe and other parts of the globe for premium live events. So I think this is another record. It's going to be top and they'll be able to tout that one. So uh, it's it's it's. That, 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 that those are good memos jimmy triple h is just chalking up win after win after win it seems like yeah he's hitting all the right notes right now he's ticking all the right boxes and he's hitting the fans where they live and and you know that's that's the thing uh vince uh, as successful as vince has been over the years and he has been very successful from a business model from a business standpoint at the same time vince kind of has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to what he presents on television. Sometimes he's a, I don't give a darn that's going on TV, you know, whereas Hunter is a little more open to, you know, not giving in, but giving the fans a little bit of what they want with his own flavor. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's what he's doing right now. He's hitting all the right notes. He's hitting, you know, hitting him where they live and the fans are buying in. And yeah. as as they touted with these numbers for that PLE, that premium live event in Saudi this past weekend, uh, it's it's continuing, and hopefully those numbers go up. Not just for WWE, for all wrestling, obviously, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, good good on them for doing it. Well, he he keeps it going with the 30th anniversary of WWE Raw as we continue on. Uh, it's fast approaching, set for January 23rd, less than a week before 2023 Royal Rumble is scheduled to take place. WWE will return to the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia for Raw is 
XXX, a specially made logo for the milestone occasion, has hit social media, putting a spin on the classic Raw's war emblem from the Attitude Era. The Triple X works as a double entendre uh, by both reading as the number 30 in the Roman numerals and also drawing an edgy link to the ratings of adult films in the way the Attitude Era would have done. Members of the WWE Universe hoping to attend the show can purchase tickets next Friday, November 18th. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, I guess right back to you. You were uh, a referee through all this. It is kind of a fun. It's easy to make fun of the triple X thing, but that's exactly what the attitude era was. Yeah, exactly. The attitude era. If you're talking about double entendre, that's all the attitude era was. It was incredible what they were getting away with. And I, I, I've seen some people going, oh, how dare they? You know, there are kids watching somebody. It's meant to be a joke. Take it easy. You know, sometimes you just got to relax and, and, and not make everything political. And, you know, yes, there are backstage politics that go on in professional wrestling, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we have to treat this like we're the midterm election, so to speak. <laughs> well, and plus, like, well, real quick, too, like, I mean, I, everybody's mind just goes to the gutter because it's got three X's. And we're forgetting that if you look at actually, um, if you're forgetting, like WWE has has built their WrestleMania shows around doing the Roman numerals. So the three X is obviously 30. I, I think if I saw correctly, when Mania goes to let's see, they're in LA this spring, the following spring when they're in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I think that that I think there's been some early logos and imagery that's come out, and I believe that they are bringing back the Roman numerals. You know, for a little for a couple of years there, Vince got away from uh numbering manias anymore he just every year was just wrestlemania you know we all as fans and what have you would, would count it as okay this is 34 35 whatever uh but he had gotten away from that i don't know what his marketing reason was i don't know if it made it feel like it was old and outdated because it's been so many years but it seems like triple h is bringing back the the counting of the, of the manias and so maybe so let's 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 calm down uh, well, what's on your google history everybody that you got to freak out about three x's uh, let's let's it's just roman numerals that's 30 all right yeah. right i will say my I was very upset when they did X8. I was like, that's come on. That sounds so silly. Like, yeah, it, it bugged me. It bugged me, Jimmy. I couldn't stand it. No, nah, it didn't, didn't bother me. I was on the show. I, was, I, I got <laughs> I, I, and, and got to witness that Rock Hogan moment night because I snuck out into the, uh, you know, into oh, the crowd. I didn't watch it backstage on the monitor. I wanted oh, to be out and experience that live. And I did. And it was awesome. Might be my favorite, one of my favorite matches of all time there. Uh, speaking of just big, incredible moments and uh, greatest matches of all time, uh, Braun Strowman is no stranger to sharing controversial opinions about wrestlers on social media. However, his latest viewpoint is already stirring debate among wrestlers and fans alike. Earlier today, the monster among men took to Twitter and bragged about his match with Omos at WWE's Crown Jewel event. Strowman was proud of their outing but he also took it upon himself to criticize wrestlers who perform high fly maneuvers saying, Holy hell. Omos, can you believe we got 47 stars and reminded the people that no one cares about all these floppy floppers, giants and monsters greater than flippy flipper bag, your groceries at Kroger airport test size is the prize. Swole is the goal. He wrote, uh, Justin, they, uh, <laughs> I, I, at first I wanted to be defensive, but I, then he said size is the prize, swole is the goal, and I kind of got pumped up. I was like, yeah, let's get the gym. <laughs> uh what what are your thoughts on uh on Braun taking shots at the little guys? 
Well, and let's not leave out that then Ricochet chimed in and took a shot back at Braun. I think Jericho, um, a few others. So he, he, you know, people in his locker room, uh, his locker room and other locker rooms, uh, not taking kind of to it. Here's the here's the thing for me. I laughed when I saw the tweet. Um, I I share some of the uh, wrestling opinion that he's kind of put out, and I, I I've always said that it's funny that he used the hashtag. Um, the airport test, because I always say, like the you know, the airport test or the man on the sidewalk, like you know, if you can stand out and you know that that is a that's a huge thing for being successful. If you can walk through the curtain, you have my attention there before you even do a move. That that's part of this whole deal, right? Um, so I mean, I agree with the sentiment. I, I guess what I will question is, you know, he's back in WWE. Um, they they put him on the babyface side of things. The fans, for the most part, get behind him. They like they they get behind his size and that he, that he has the athleticism to, to do the things he does in terms of how fast he can move, etc. I would question why are you leaning so much into a more antagonistic heel? I, and I know this just might be his personality in general, his, his real personality. He's just having fun, but it is a little bit like. Uh, you, we know we we've it's been proven with WWE and AEW. You know more fans than ever that are keyed in are fans that also are on social media and that have a presence online and are, you know, online wrestling fans. So it, it's it's not, you know, it's not far fetched to say that if you keep antagonizing on on social media that that could cause some turn of the audience reactions to you at at live events. So that would be my one my one thing I question to the choice right now for him jimmy what are your thoughts about a guy like braun tweeting stuff out like this that is kind of taking shots at his own co-workers here well it, 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 not just his co-workers you know across the, the industry of course and you know it's that big guy mentality and i i'm pretty sure i don't i can't speak for braun obviously but it, it, i felt like he was having a little fun with it meant it to be a little you know little little jab here and there wasn't meant. I don't think he meant it in a malicious way. I think he meant it to be more fun. Of course, 47 stars. And and don't get me wrong. I thought him and Omas had a pretty good big man match, you know, at, at, at Crown Jewel. But uh, again, we're, 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 everybody gets offended over everything nowadays instead of, hey, you know what? If Even if you think, yeah, he's having fun, but at my expense, you can take little jabs at him and you don't have to look like, you know, you, you, you're taking it personal. Right. And, and, and like Justin said, I, I do, I do buy into some of his sentiment, you know, because people that airport test is I've seen it live and in living color. And, and trust me, it's, it's a real test, but uh, uh, everybody needs to just relax a little bit. And, and yeah. you know, you know, you know, I thought at originally Twitter was supposed to be for fun. <laughs> yeah i mean I, and i think i think you know there is part of it of him you know and the fact that he kind of breaks kayfabe here and he you know calls out in a positive way and gives and shares the credit with his opponent the guy you know the the, the nigerian giant um you know, these two guys that they're probably happy with the, what they did they went out there they had the they had the shortest match of mm -hmm. anybody else on that card but it delivered, and it was a pretty well told story with Omas dominating, and then and then and then you know Braun just you know getting that that surge of power and being able to put the you know put him away. I mean, so like I, I think it was also just kind of a touting of like just being proud. I mean, that's if you look at it from a X's and O's standpoint, you're being told to go out here um, on the show in Saudi Arabia, and again the crowd sometimes hit or miss of what it's going to necessarily be on the on what's what's the demon the, what they'd say is a paid show. So you're going out there, you're up there against Omas. 
who actually is bigger than you, who does as you brawn, makes you look more normal, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which that's not something that ha- that can happen often. And, you, and and Omas is very green still, very young. Oh, and by the way, you don't even have the manager. You don't have MVP out there to even let that be something to play with and help do the match. And so you have a little you have a little time, which can be good and bad. You know, good because it doesn't overexpose. Bad because you don't have much time to tell a story. But they did it. And, and, and so I think the part of it, too, is just him kind of just celebrating. Like, look, we went out there and did our job and put on a pretty damn entertaining one uh, with what with the cards we were dealt, the situation we were dealt. So I give him a pass, too, because he gets the big guys get a lot of flack online, too, about their matches. And mm-hmm. I thought he, they I actually agree. I thought they had a great match. I, I actually really did enjoy it. Um, and so I let him let him take a victory lap. I mm-hmm. say let him enjoy himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some super chats to get to before we get into the show. Uh, and first, we're going to give it to a friend of the show, Peter, who asks, thoughts on the Nick Aldis, Billy Corrigan mm-hmm. drama? I don't know if you guys have seen this on Twitter, but it, it sounds like Nick Aldis is saying he's done with NWA. And Billy Corrigan says, okay, you're done with NWA. Uh, of course, that is a very fast version of it. Justin, have you been up to date on what's going on with all that? Uh, I caught up with it uh, specifically today, actually. Um, I was a little late to keeping up with everything. I, um, I, b- 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 Billy Corgan's a head-scratcher to me. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, what? I, I I don't get what the fuss is. Okay, you know, guys, uh, talent comes and goes, and, you know, why? Because he Nick Aldis went out on on social media and announced that he's given his notice and he's leaving NWA. That did that offend him? I don't know. Uh, I know people are out there. Oh, this is a big elaborate work, and they're trying to work everybody. And if it is good for them, because they got me. Mm-hmm. William Patrick Corgan mm-hmm. is a little sensitive, it seems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let me ask you, I, Justin. I curious what your thoughts are. Let's say hypothetically. Nick Aldis is a surprise entrance into the Rumble. Does he get a big, big reaction from the crowd? You think? Uh, if the Rumble's, I don't know. That's that. that that's hard to say. I, 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 I don't. I, I, that's really hard. That's a great question. I don't know. I, I don't know what the temperature is of the of the. You know, I mean, Rumble's going to be well. It's back in a stadium again, right? So, I mean, you're talking another yeah. forty, fifty thousand, you know, person. I don't know. I don't, you know, the music hit. I mean, the, the, first off, there's no like music hits and yeah, his name goes across the screen. I, I don't, you know, he's not a guy that's ever been on W, that's been on Raw or Smash in the past. So it's not a return. Um, it, while his name's in the news right now, currently, he's not been. I, 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 I guess no, I, I don't yeah. think so. And, and, and that's not to, that's not to, yeah. um, be, that's not to poo poo on him that he couldn't be somebody if brought in and built up properly but if you're talking about just a cold that cold three two one earn holy shit moment no probably yeah yeah i i I agree i actually really like nick aldis but i agree with you but then there's that part of me it's like i i would have said the same about aj styles and people knew him when he came out but i don't know no that's that's a little different i think sorry sorry to cut you off there justin but aj had some bigger exposure nationwide and with a bit larger audience than Nick Aldis did. And yes, uh, the diehards and the hardcores know who Nick Aldis is. And of course it would get over with them, but you're looking at the larger audience. You're not looking at the, the just the core. 
the larger you, you'll get the core audience going, oh, that's cool. But then the others will go, hey, do we know who this guy is? Why is everybody yeah. going crazy? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Uh, AJ, AJ was uh, was on national television. Nick, Nick Aldis would probably get a bigger pop. Granted, it would be a smaller venue and smaller crowd. He would get a bigger pop coming in cold in an, in an NXT environment based upon hmm. The, the crowds that that invest in, in NXT, Jack. Actually, the AJ thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, disagree with you just on this. I'll, here's my perspective to AJ when AJ came in. Um, AJ, when AJ came in, God, it was like five or six years ago now, maybe more. When he came into the Rumble, he was he was to the last 15 years what Sting was prior in terms of he was the guy that it became such a star. And had been everywhere else but WWE. It was kind of like that one guy. Like, is he ever going to get to WWE? Is he ever going to? You know, obviously, it's not a matter of is he good enough. It's just it's it's, it's just timing yeah. and business and politics, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's how big AJ was. I think for the two thousand for this millennium, he was that version of when when Vince bought WCW. Well, Sting's the one guy we've never had. We got to have Sting and WWE, and we obviously, of course, you know, had to wait. So that's AJ. AJ, I don't think that you know, when that when that when that when that name flashed across the screen and he got to keep his name and everything, that was that that still today is one of the biggest pops that they've been able to generate in the last you know 15, right. 20 years. For sure. Um, we got another super chat from Tommy O, who says, uh, thought of Issa when Corey mentioned a lot of meat that just came over this table. <laughs> I did too. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I don't know what he means by that. Could you explain? Nah, I think we're going to have to go to East on here. Maybe she's on the chat and can tell us. But uh, uh, what is it? Big, meaty, big, slapping, meaty men slapping meat. meat or something like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how the saying goes, but uh, yeah. I'm with you guys. I I thought of I've thought of Issa as well. I can't go to the I can't go to the butcher now, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 not be plagued with Issa in my head. I'm trying to figure out: Do I want my T-bone? Do I want a sirloin? Do I want fillet? You know? Do I? You know? What what what, what do I want? And and, and I'm, what, pounds and how much? You know? And I got her in my head, just you know, picturing Roman and Brock and you know, slugging it out. Yeah, I mean, speaking of big meat, slapping meat, and picking meat out. Have you guys heard of HelloFresh? You may be asking yourself, what is HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays are just around the corner, and HelloFresh makes this busy time of year easier than ever with chef-crafted recipes and pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door so you can spend less time meal planning and prepping. Save money on dinner with HelloFresh and put it toward your holiday shopping. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. You guys know I'm a big fan of HelloFresh. In fact, I just had these one pan cantina shrimp fajitas that are delicious Jim, mm -hmm. jimmy i know you're a big uh uh chef yourself what uh what have you been eating oh i've uh, anything chicken related that is good for me but it doesn't matter what it is everything i've had so far from hello fresh uh you want me to pick my favorite good luck yeah. <laughs> uh I, everything everything i've had is has been has been really good and i'm not just saying that I, I mean it. I, I'm, I'm speaking from from the heart and from the stomach here, and from the taste buds. Uh, it's you can't go wrong with HelloFresh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's 
Hello, and, and back to, I'm not an economist, but to what Jack said, uh, he's right. Now, obviously, we, the big story here in, in the U.S. Is, 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 infl- is inflation and then the cost of things and going to the grocery store just to get some things like, you know, you're walking out $40 later just to get some mm-hmm. stuff for a meal. The way that they package stuff together for HelloFresh, the quality of the ingredients and still what the price is for these meals, it actually is a, it, right now, it is a life hack. If you mm-hmm. get it on HelloFresh in the long in the long game, and I'm talking like, so if you're, if you're budgeting month to month and your long game month to month budget, this is going to help you out both on financially what you're going to get, the quality of what you're going to get, and again, the ease, and also just the personal reward of like trying out some new recipes that they, you know, ABC lay out for you. Really good. You know, Jimmy said the chicken stuff, the chicken dishes are really good. You know, I'm a big seafood guy. Uh, you know, I grew up in the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland, I'm huge on seafood. Uh, I've, I've loved some of the dishes that got, especially shrimp involved, and the sh- quality of the shrimp is top notch. Uh, I've even sometimes actually gotten some. HelloFresh shrimp dishes, maybe pared down a little bit what I was going to do for that dish, save some of the shrimp just to do some extra stuff that I know how to do. If I want to do some kebabs on the grill or something, the quality of the shrimp is, is great. They, they mail it to you. Everything has been frozen. It's taken care of. You can either keep it uh, frozen if you want to wait for a few more weeks, days or weeks or months, or you can, of course, can just get in the fridge and, and use it in the next day or two. HelloFresh is the way to go. But again, with the, with the numbers, the inflation, it is a it is a tremendous life hack right now. Now, go to HelloFresh.com slash INC65 and use code INC65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's incredible. You go to HelloFresh.com slash INC65 and use code INC65 for 65% off plus the free shipping. What do they make it? I don't know. I don't know how they stay in business, but hey. It's uh, it's America's number one meal kit. So they stay in business because they hook, they hook you. You get that, you yeah. get that, you get that <laughs> next to free offer, and then you're hooked because you're like, I'm gonna, I gotta keep doing this. They mm-hmm. use the uh, the old drug dealer technique. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hook them with the first one's cheap, but the, after that, it's more expensive. Uh, I did not expect Jack Farmer to have the drug dealer technique on wow. one speed dial <laughs> referencing. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Don't you guys know that's the no? Anyways, that's Jack that's Farmer on the mean streets out there. <laughs> I live in Southern California. Oh, my, my camera went blurry. Uh, so before we get into this, uh, this show, we do get a couple more super chats. Uh, one of them was uh, from Ralph the Ace here uh, with logged on late. You may have already touched on this, but crowd seemed dead for most of the night. Not sure if it was Mike levels or dead crowd. Uh, uh, Justin, I see you shaking your head here. Uh, it did seem quite quiet even at moments where you would get something from the crowd yeah i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if the wilkes Bear crowd thought they bought tickets to minor league hockey <laughs> what <laughs> they they were just and i laugh because that town has a has a certain place in my heart uh it's within an hour of a, of, of a mountain town less than like a half hour of a mountain town that i have you know deep labar family roots in and we go for a nice getaway a couple times a year really unplug get off the grid uh so i'm familiar with that area and that in that town and so so i i feel like i have like a little bit of citizenship to to make fun of it and call them out <laughs> they just uh, yeah i was just like what is going on I actually I, I made a note in my notes of actually when they finally got up and made some noise so we'll get yeah. to that later right. but yeah it, it just there's just no energy there was there was a, a real lack of energy from them yeah, yeah there's even there's like even moments like when a match would end even if you don't expect it to be crazy, there's usually a little bit of like a, oh, okay. It was like. No, it's, it's funny because, you know, there are some towns that are like that. 
And and yes, people will say, well, you know, if the if they got and and like Justin said, at times tonight they did get the crowd, but at, at the same time, there there are certain cities where well, we'll look at here for uh, I'm in Toronto, and for how long has Toronto been known as Bizarro World? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were expecting something different. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a town they just shouldn't have ran for a raw. I mean, you know, look. I mean, yeah. there's there, there's 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 logistics that go into why they run certain towns win. And obviously, the most the most obvious thing in this situation is they came back from Saudi Arabia in the last two days, so they I, mean, I believe flew into the New York area, and so Wilkesbury is a town that is uh, within you know two hours of of of, of new york and or newark or any any, any of the any of the so like maybe that was just like okay like we're not gonna run brooklyn we just did brooklyn we're not gonna run the garden we're not like we're not gonna run any of these bigger arenas for this one so let's 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 let's, let's get, go to wilkes i don't know maybe it's just a bad marketing mm-hmm. campaign I, I don't know but it was um yeah it was noticeable it was mm-hmm. here's here's a town forget new york chicago all the major towns they can always get the praise for you know a town that's always been very consistent whenever WWE does TV is always loud. It's it's an inside joke with some of my friends. Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. For some reason, if you if you ever next time they go there, watch the show. The crowd is always so energetic. We Salt Lake City, Utah. Shout out to them. Don't know why they are always they always bring it. I just don't understand how you could go to a show and just sit on your hands. Like that's half the fun of going to the show is overreacting yeah. to everything that happens. Uh, but John Jordan has a super chat, uh, says the amount of business accomplished tonight. Wow. We will talk about that because yes. a lot of s- stuff did happen tonight. So we will talk about that. Uh, also we have, um, D- the, the Jif wow. King, Dylan Matthews in the chat. Big shout out to Dylan Matthews. Mm. Spending my 31st with triple J doesn't get any better. Dylan, you don't look a day over 30. Uh, yeah cheers to you dylan thank you for 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 being a loyal uh triple j follower yeah Yeah, very uh very excited to have you on here happy birthday dylan we definitely uh, definitely appreciate it here and i've I've known dylan for quite some time now on these shows and he's a Mm -hmm. a great fella and i call him the gif king because he'll always put cool gifs up on uh Mm -hmm. social media from the shows. so thank you for all that as well um we have a couple other uh, super chats I'm going to get to, but I'm going to wait till we get to that part of the show. So mm-hmm. Stephen Terry talks. I I see you. I'm going to get to you in just a second once we get to those parts of the show. But in the meantime, thank you to everyone who is watching us live in the chat, whether it be birthday boy Dylan Matthews mm-hmm. or Elizabeth or Tuck or David or Dream Realm or Ricky or uh, Issa was back there somewhere. Adam, mm-hmm. uh, at Bernie, everyone else, thank you guys so much for being here. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five-star review, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We're 30 minutes in, so let's dive right in, shall we? Um, we start the show. Uh, the longest reigning tag team championship record is on the line Friday. The New Day says they got there because of their uh, the the Usos got there because of their family and the uh, Usos say it was harder as being part of this big family. They trade stories about who had more pressure before Riddle comes out and offers to let everyone hit the bong. It leads to a six man tag and Solo gets the win by pinning Matt Riddle. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about and Justin, I'll send this to you was something that Terry Allen Jr. also uh, 
shows here. Gaining steady attention, Solo uh, Sokoa. I thought he looked like an absolute beast tonight, Justin. Uh, any thoughts on Solo in the main roster? No, I agree. And I think he has an especially steeper hill to climb. You're coming in uh, you're coming in as a legit younger brother of the Usos. Uh, obviously, incredibly strong resemblance to them. It would be very easy to just get lumped in and just be uh, just be a henchman, so to speak, right? Um, but I feel like he's doing everything from you know keeping the bleach blonde streak of hair to stand out from his his twin older brothers to you know the Usos had that more jovial swagger vibe to him. Solo is all business. They're marketing him as the enforcer. There's no smiling, no joking. He's just, I, I, I think he, I think they're really hitting. It. I think he's doing it. I think the decisions they're making creatively for him. I think he is carving out a niche for himself that where someday in the future, nowhere near, nowhere near right now, because you don't need to, but somewhere in the future, he will be able to stand alone. He'll be able to stand solo uh, and, 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 and survive. I, I think he's doing a, a great job considering the situation. Yeah, he's someone. It almost feels weird to think of him on NXT now. He's he's just taken to the main roster so well. Uh, Jimmy, I want to ask you about just the New Day versus the Usos. Something that we have seen a million times. But these guys, at least their promos, their matches. But I, I in my notes here, I say the promo. The promo is great. They crush it every time. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. <laughs> No, they just got that chemistry, that thing that works. And, and and you get that with certain tag teams. And these two tag teams have that. And at first when Riddle came out and I, I said to myself, okay, here we go. We're going to go into a six man and, you know, le leading up to, to the, the match that, the, that they're going to have on SmackDown. And then once the finish came about where, where Solo pinned Matt, I was kind of like, now I understand it kind of makes sense because if you have them facing each other, uh, one of the New Day versus one of the Usos in a singles match and whoever goes over, you know, people are going to go into the match thinking because they, everybody thinks they know now, oh, he lost on Monday. That means the other guys are going to win on, on, on Friday, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, has two people in, who are not in the match. Well, Solo might be accompanying them, but other than that. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of leaves it wide open. And I love the fact that they're, concentrating on this record mm -hmm. because they're making a big deal about it with with uh roman and and now if the usos can hang on uh, maybe that's something that could last until wrestlemania as well absolutely uh justin jimmy mentioned riddle i put my notes here is riddle lost in the shuffle as we say uh i i think a little bit yeah i i do think that that there's a you know, part of it, I mean, it's been months now. I mean, obviously, they, they, they completely had to detour from what was arguably their hottest storyline in the company, aside from Roman's, uh, you know, streak, what was was Riddle and, and Randy. And then, obviously, again, Randy's dealing with whatever he's dealing with health-wise. So, I do think they're a little lost. I, 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 I you know, they're, they're trying to pair him with some buddy cop kind of comedies with Elias one week, and now the, the bongos bong puns mm -hmm. yeah Sorry, speaking of double entendre by the way <laughs> yeah 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 he, he's he's a little lost right now definitely it feels like um so yeah i mean I, to, to play off what you guys are saying i it, i love that they are able to reference history and they mentioned demolition and they're talking about the days 
Um, they're letting these guys cut promos that feel real, you know, mm-hmm. New Day talking about the struggles that they had and, and, you know, and getting over with the gimmick that they were given and whatever. So I, I, I'm all for all this. I, I love it. Uh, I was all for all this. I understand you now have six guys out there for this match. So it's six very talented guys. You don't just blow through and do a five-minute match. You, you, you get some TV segments occupied with these six mm-hmm. guys. But this match did not end until 8.40 Eastern time. I am just not a fan of, especially if the match has no stakes. This match was no stakes. All it was was just kind of a prequel to the to, to the match that matters Friday. There's no title on the line. There's no whatever. Match that have, matches that have no stakes, I just don't want to see matches this long you know, to fulfill this many segments. I, I'm just not a fan of that. I know that the work's good. I know when I watch, it's going to be good. But I, I just, I, I kind of just tuned out. I'm starting to just scroll Twitter. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just tuned out. I, and 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 I'm not a fan of that. I, I just, I can't get behind how how much this occupied the first hour. All relevant competitors, again, all talented guys, but I, it tuned out of my interest. Yeah. I, I think something they trained us to, with also with how long with this long match is over the past few months. There's been so many shady ends to matches whether it just be someone comes out and trips somebody or whatever and it's kind of a like a weak end so that now i'm watching this long match like yeah but it's the bloodline sammy's gonna come out or something's gonna happen so i'm not i'm not asking myself how could this end i'm like who's gonna mess it up for everybody uh is is kind of where so i guess i agree with you justin i was a little bit like this is great but at the same time yeah, it took. It was too long. It didn't need to be that long, and and the the other thing too, which I, I uh, going to commercial breaks after a big spot outside the ring seems to be the uh, uh, the modus operandi lately. Yeah, hey, Jimmy. To that point, you you, I know you're not there now, but and I don't. I, I, mean, I guess I didn't really do this a lot when you're there, but. Mm-hmm. It, you're right. That's that's is that it is that a is that a cue thing? Is that a, is that a TV cue of okay, you guys are gonna get out there, you're gonna have three to five minutes, uh, whatever. We're, we give you the time, and then is it give us the big spot you're gonna do, and that's gonna be the cue that we're gonna. So it's like give us a, it, oh, it's a suicide dive. Okay, suicide dive to the outside. That's the cue to commercial. Is it because you're right? That is their format of hit the biggest spot possible. Your emotion and investment is there, and then. Go to Golden Corral, right? <laughs> like, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's, in one sense it's it's a way to let the guys sell while while they're while they're away and break because they don't do the picture in picture thing. But at the same time, it gives them uh, the ability to at least for television fudge the numbers a little bit and let the guys take their time and relax and get set up before they go back into the ring. And when they come back from commercial, then, you know, they, they're usually not still outside the ring, especially after three to five minutes or whatever, however long the, the commercial breaks are. But uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. I think uh, exactly what you said, Justin. Uh, so uh, we move on in the show and we get JBL and Corbin going up against Cedric Alexander. It's a quick one with Corbin getting the win. Jimmy, this is a simple plan with Corbin. It seems like just keep having him beat some guys who don't really get TV time. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's fine to help build him up because it gets some heat because people want to see him go against somebody now, yeah, somebody uh, of name value. And, and JBL is just, uh, yes, I'm a little biased, my old golf partner. But at the same time, 
boy, does he know how to generate some heat. And I know he took some cheap shots at, at the Phillies. Yes, Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes however it's pronounced, mm-hmm. as they were saying tonight. But still, it, it, it did get some reaction from the audience. And, uh, you know, he's just good at it. And uh, hearing him on commentary just made it. See, I know some – I can see where people want to get mad, for, but for me it just makes me – he cracks me up. Yeah, I think he's I think he's great. My only w- complaint would be I feel like Corbin was just fine on the mic, but I also like JBL, so it's <laughs> me being a little nitpicky. But uh, <laughs> any feedback on this part, Justin? No, I like – I mean, I've been a fan of Corbin for a long time. I know he's got a lot of online hate. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. a, all the things Jimmy just said about JBL. I, I think we touched on this in the past. So I'm, I'm a little uh, – I still need to get this whole thing, this whole package done uh, in place, right? Like Corbin – He's there with JBL, but Corbin still looks more like the apocalypse character that he was. I know they got the music going. I, I still think we need to finalize the, fi- the, 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 pre- the presentation overall. But I like, the th- I like the thought of let's put Corbin with, the, you know, Cor- again, I think I said this the first week that they were really paired together and we saw this on Raw. Uh, Corbin, to me, very much has a lot of resemblance in this generation to what JBL was to his generation when he was the JBL character. I think there's a lot of similarities that we could sit and discuss. So I like that pairing. I just still need the presentation to be fine-tuned. Yeah, it does feel a little halfway there yeah. right now. Like they, I'm sure they'll get it. It felt like this week, and we'll get into it. It felt like this week there was a lot of, okay, we're moving on to the next thing with people. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that will probably mm-hmm. eventually happen with Corbin. But What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Uh, we get Seth Rollins coming out. He's got an open challenge. And um, he uh, he talks about all the lovely voices that he's hearing from the people singing. And then the Judgment Day come out. And then that gets interrupted by the OC who brings their equalizer, Mia Yim. Uh, later backstage, the Judgment Day was unhappy. But we see Rhea and Bianca make eye contact. So, uh I want to start with Mia Yim, Justin. So I got to confess my uh, my internet connection or whatever. It, it got a little choppy right here. So I didn't actually see her come out, but I saw her out on, on the in the ring. 
did she get a reaction? This was a tough crowd for reactions, but how did the crowd receive the return in the AM? Uh, I honestly don't remember if the crowd was that noticeable. Um, I can tell you, though, from a TV, the way it was, and I don't even know this was on purpose. The way it happened, though, actually was OC says, you know, she found us, some, you know, she being somebody to take care of the reader problem. Then, I don't, again, I don't know if they didn't cut fast enough or if this was the design, but all you hear is like a thump and a fracas outside. And then they cut to the camera outside of the ring, and you just see Rhea down and a hooded woman standing over top of her. So there's kind of like a little, it was kind of like a little horror movie play of like you heard the kill, but you didn't right. see her yet. Again, maybe they were supposed to cut in time to see the hooded person come from the crowd or whatever and whatever. Um, so I thought that was actually a really nice touch. And then she does the reveal. It's her, you know, commentary selling it, whatever. Uh, I don't remember the crowd being really up. I, I don't remember them making any big noise for it. Um, so that was what it was. But I, I, it's cool to see me in there. I, I think yeah. if they were determined to rehire Mia Yim anyways, I like that they found this to be a storyline reason for her rather than just having her just just come out and have a match so i thought that was cool and the visual at the end of all this segment with the three guys in the oc and then her standing there with the the cane the the, the singapore cane kendo stick kneeling in front of them there was something about the visual that just worked she fit i immediately bought in and said okay this was good casting i buy into this i don't know why but it just did fit yeah that was that was my big takeaway was i felt like she's she is she's the person that would join the oc to help out in this like i like candace LeRae, but if they said we got candace LeRae, I mean, she's not hanging out with the oc you know i mean right. uh at least the characters of the oc right. uh where mia yim i'm like i could see them all hanging out and i don't know doing whatever the oc does when the camera's <laughs> not on uh uh so i i really like this i wouldn't hold any if she didn't get a reaction with this crowd i wouldn't hold that against her that's 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 the thing i was going to say uh, it, you know it, it's all about the desired reaction and and she did not get that reaction that you you would hope that she would get but then again now we're going to have to see in front of a different audience will she get that reaction and again that that seemed to be an issue a lot of the night let's put it that way mm -hmm. Do you think, Jimmy, do you think we're going to see Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair anytime soon? They did have the uh, exchanging glances, or is that just one of those little seeds we're going to uh, maybe see grow in, in the springtime around April? I think it's going to take some time. The seed was just planted. Uh, I don't rush this one because this is when done right, because Rhea has that presence. And Bianca is over as a as a, as a baby face. Mm -hmm. There's a potential for this to be a big time women's title match. So yeah, I mean, take your time with it. Yeah, and to Jimmy's point, you know, look, Rhea's been in, in some WrestleMania title matches in the past couple of years of WrestleMania, mm -hmm. but she was still the Rhea Ripley that we all kind of said. Does Vince get it, or you know, she you knew you knew she belonged, but she still didn't feel like she was the best version of herself. Now, I mean, I look at her as the leader of Judgment Day. How cool is that to say that you have a stable and the woman is the stable uh, that has is that is, is otherwise men. And yeah. so I agree. Plant the seed. Mm -hmm. But if they keep if Judgment Day's momentum keeps to where it's where, you know, keeps going in the same trajectory, Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day leader. Come WrestleMania could be an intriguing attraction. Yeah, that 
that to me seems like the play, but we'll have to see. We had Otis versus Elias in what was another quick one. I don't know if these were quick because the first match went long or if they just decided to do a couple quick ones, but Otis gets the win after a distraction. Justin, was this an upset win by Otis? I guess I, I didn't. Lo- I didn't. I didn't like a lot of this. I, I, I'm a, and I'm a fan of everybody that's involved in this. Um, I just didn't. Yeah, I don't know if it was the timing given to it. I don't if it was just the kind of what's the point. Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't a big fan of this. Yeah, it was ba- basically one of those situations where, uh, although Otis went over, nobody seemed to get over. Nobody got yeah. over. No. Nope. Yeah, I was. I was going to ask, and. Um, either one of you can take it, I guess. Does this make you a little less bullish on Elias? Do you, I always like to think about wrestlers as stock. Are you selling your Elias stock after this? Not, not exactly selling it, but I'm keeping an eye on the ticker. (laughs) (laughs) As it scrolls by under the screen there, you know what I mean? Because look, Matt Riddle involved himself in the match earlier in the night. And then Elias comes out and does his own thing here. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah, Elias is definitely in that same category as Riddle as a baby face that's it's a baby face and, and gets some crowd reaction in front of most crowds, but it's like, what are we doing with them? What's our plan? Mm-hmm. You know? Um I, I I also think the Elias now that he's back to being Elias, we gotta get some more layers to the character. We gotta get some evolution in the character. He can't just be uh, it needs to grow. We need because otherwise it's just it's a pretty pretty limited i think situation for him i i don't want to uh delve off into all the bray wyatt stuff but i I agree in the sense i kind of the same way i look at bray wyatt where i get the slow return but at the same time i already know you so i kind of want to get this moving along uh with what they're doing personally um again Mm -hmm. bray wyatt is a whole a whole thing we don't need to get into but uh he's a podcast in and of himself (laughs) yeah but i feel like i know you already i don't need the slow introduction to elias let's just get this thing rolling already um but as we continue on speaking of things that are rolling uh bianca belair comes out with alexa bliss and oscar and they talk some trash before damage control comes out things get physical and bianca belair challenges damage control to a match at war games or a war games match before nikki cross gets involved gutted we didn't get to hear william regal say war games but that's just the way it is these days uh justin who is going to fill out these teams that's and that's the question you know i think tonight was the first video package where we got the confirmation of how they're going to still do it now that this is the first time war games comes to the main roster and so it is five participants on each side uh so yeah there's still one more needed on the damage control side with with damage control plus nikki Mm-hmm. Uh, two more needed to add to the trio that is uh, Bianca's group. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and that's that's where you know, there was a super chat earlier about a lot of business being accomplished. Yes, because they have to. When you're going into a Survivor Series situation, you, you there has to be a lot of uh, personnel shown and alliances and, and, and lines in the sand drawn because – you know, we're two weeks from Saturday away from it. So mm-hmm. uh, we got to get people aligned with each other. Well, Jimmy, we got a, we got a super chat uh, earlier in the show. Steven, thank you so much for being uh, patient here. Uh, predicts Sasha and Naomi join up versus damage mm. control. Oh. Uh, Jimmy, do you think we might see the return of the tag team champions? Yeah, it's, it's very, very possible. We've seen a lot of returns, you know, in the last few weeks. So anything is possible. You never say never, but at the same time, you know, 
well, they took out uh, someone like a Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you think that maybe she would be uh, at least considered for this? You know, yeah. it, 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 it's a tough one. There, there's there's a lot of choices here. I, I think Steven's got a point, though. There's two spots on the babyface side. Mm-hmm. And Sasha and Naomi are kind of a package deal right. in perception right now because they left together mm-hmm. or walked out or whatever they did. Yeah, true. Uh, like, so it kind of feels like you got to bring them back together, right? Right. Yeah, regardless of what the situation is, if like just Naomi came back, instantly there would be opinions being made about what's going on with Sasha or vice versa. Just Sasha Banks came back. Mm-hmm. Now, there another, would be... now, another name to keep in mind, I don't know. I mean, we haven't, we really haven't seen her much lately. Um, but she, I mean, she's still there in a contract, as far as I know, is they brought Nikki back and then Nikki's kind of escaped the superhero thing. She's back, you know, it, it, it is. Um, do drop right you know does does she come back on the other side of things and say and and so she would be one if you want to reintroduce and kind of put a fresh coat of paint on Mm -hmm. she could be one on the baby face side of things you know and and reference the fact that she wasn't thrilled with that do drop moniker yeah well uh sradeep says in the chat uh damage control nikki and ria versus oscar alexa bianca Candice and Mia war games team where it leaves. Where does that leave Sasha and Naomi? Well, no, Mia's not going to be there because Mia's no. going to be involved in what's probably going to be a four on four deal with the OC mm-hmm. versus judgment. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's probably how that's going to, going to play out. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling that things aren't done with Beth Phoenix because of the hair that, uh, mm. that uh, Rhea has been rocking lately, but that is, I thought that that was one of the more interesting parts of the show. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Austin Theory comes out. He has a match with Shelton Benjamin. Another simple setup, quick match. Austin Theory gets the win. Uh, I think making him two and one out of his last three matches, I believe. Um, we're obviously going to talk a bit about Austin Theory, so I don't know if there's too much to take away from this, other than I'm a, I'm a Shelton Benjamin fan, so I like to see that. I like oh. to see Austin Theory get a win. Uh, Jimmy, any thoughts on this one uh, without giving away too much at the end? No, it was it was a nice little match, and and, and Shelton is just so underrated. The guy is so good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love Shelton. It just and it, it was nice to see him on TV. It's just too bad that he hasn't been able to uh, show a little more of his wares to the fans yeah. out there. And I'm shocked that they didn't um, that they haven't used Shelton more in the like like Brock and and Bobby had the crown jewel match. You Shelton as somebody, you know, uh, Corey uh, uh, said it on comments tonight, Shelton Benjamin, and besides from all the accolades he's acquired in WWE, you know, the, the history of he and Brock being college, you know, wrestling roommates and this and that, like, I'm surprised I didn't do Bobby Lashley versus Shelton leading up to crown jewel or, you know, you, you know, I just, but yeah, Shelton's a phenomenal talent and he's just, needs to be used more i'm glad that he got used tonight that's a start but i mm-hmm. he should be utilized more because he has so much to offer he's in his 40s whatever age he is and he is just mm-hmm. timeless with his abilities yeah i feel that age is such a different thing than it was back in the day i feel like there are so many guys who are like in their mid to late 40s that are crushing it still where i feel like back in the day you'd be like you're 32 time to call yeah. it time well to call the guy it. i mean i mean you know uh, jimmy yeah. could speak to this but he was front row for it the guys today in this generation, they, 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 they learn the they they learn from watching the guys before them learn the mm-hmm. hard way. They learn how to take care of themselves better. Right. Yeah. 
Definitely. And the business takes care of them. I mean, look, if you're if you're on Raw or SmackDown, the the the, the bare minimum contract you're you're making a quarter million downside mm-hmm. guarantee. Right. That was not that was not the case once upon a time. No, so no, the guys and girls are just taken care of better from a financial mm-hmm. standpoint, from a accommodation standpoint. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we move on to. Uh, I, this is where, to me, it felt like the show started to get a little, little weird here. We got the Miz coming out, and he says that Johnny Gargano is lying, so he's going to sue Gargano. Gargano comes out, and he says that he secretly taped a recording of the Miz speaking with a producer, and Miz admits that he paid Dexter to attack him until it became too much. So they get a match. There's a back and forth. Uh, Miz gets a mini abduction and then uses the distraction and the weapon to take out Gargano and get the win. After the match, Loomis attacks the Miz. Justin, are you happy with this reveal in this story? Is this are you happy with the way this went? You know, I'm, I actually feel better about this now than I did last week when when we did the first like Johnny sixty minutes sit down. At least we're kind of like going all in and and, and, and advancing this. And I mean, it's better than. It's better than some other reveals we've seen in the past where they started storylines and it's like, all right, they have no idea where they're going. You know, uh, Eric mm-hmm. Rowan, Eric Rowan with something in a cage always comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm okay with this. And, and look, um, this was in my notes. Yeah, Johnny got some Johnny wrestling chance. The match mm-hmm. got a, th- this was when they got actually, time. Crowd, the crowd came up for this match. So it hit a note to the crowd. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always feel like Miz segments are like a show within a show. Is how mm-hmm. it feels like it's like a separate show within Raw that you're watching. But uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, why do I feel like Gargano's acting like the bad guy in this situation? Like, he feels like the antagonist to me. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, he's doing it to the Miz. So it's okay to be the antagonist against someone like the Miz because Miz has been the antagonist for so long. So yeah. it's kind of like treating him... Uh, giving him a little taste of his own medicine, so to speak. So that's how that's how it's coming across to me. What I wasn't a big fan of is, uh, yes, I get the distraction finish and draw the attention away for the referee, so you can use the you can use the device that you found under the ring, which was the turnbuckle, the actual mm-hmm. turnbuckle. But it just again that didn't work for me because it made the referee look really like, hey, look over there, you know? Right, right. Um, but other other than that, you know, it, it it was a heel win, and I'm fine with it. So how do we, Jimmy? How do we resolve this? Is this just a match with Loomis at at Survivor Series, or I, I guess I don't really understand where it goes realistically <laughs> from here. That, that that that's an interesting call. I don't know if you do it at Survivor Series or or, or uh, have Miz involved in a different match at Survivor Series, and of course Loomis getting in getting involved with that or, or let it go to the Royal rumble where even where it looks like Miz has an opportunity to win the rumble and Loomis costs him that Royal rumble victory. And they go to WrestleMania and have their blow off there. You know, for, I, I know I sound like I'm being down on, it was probably a match of the night and it was uh, like the crowd was really into it, but there's some, some story beats. Maybe it's because it's been going on for a long time, but. Uh, it is or, what it is. Or, or because they had no idea where they were going when they started. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that is that is probably very accurate. But 
We get uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, she has a match against Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. Uh, <laughs> backstage, damage control. They they big up Nikki Cross before her match with Dana Brooke. Uh, they fight, and eventually Nikki Cross gets the win, and it's a new 24-7 champion. But, Justin, later it looks like Nikki Cross tried to throw away the 24-7 title. Does that mean – this is one of the things I feel like they said – we're tying up a loose end 24 seven titles gone. Am I, am I right? I think you are. I think, uh, it wasn't top priority. You know, triple H doesn't move into the big seat and go a number one. What are we doing with the 24 seven title? No, you yeah. have some of the things that are top priority, but it is on your checklist of, Hey, November 7th, Wilkes-Barre. Yeah. Let's close out this title that we don't need anymore. Uh, I know. I think it was. I think. I think it actually was actually kind of clever. Yeah. Um, you know, he could. I'm saying Triple H. He could have just let it disappear without mention, right? Mm-hmm. We've certainly seen a fair share of things in WWE happen like that over the years. He could have just let it. Whatever. Why not put the title on the line? Grab our attention that way. Nikki Cross, who's this little enigma right now, she wins it, and she just discards it in the trash. She's walking. <clears throat> Not it wasn't a it wasn't a Medusa on Nitro. Let me throw the WWF Women's Champion in the trash. Say that it's trash. Mm-hmm. There was a subtle text to this of we don't know where the hell Nikki Cross's mind is. She's aligned with these other ladies. She tossed in the trash. It gave a context of. It gave that Joker Dark Knight of some men can't be bought. Some women can't be bought. Some just want to see the world burn. Why did she take the time to go through and fight for this title when all she wanted to then ultimately do, when all she did with it was throw it away? Mm-hmm. It gives her that Joker, she just wants to see the world burn kind of feel. It, mm-hmm. it tied up a loose end, but it still furthered her character. I you hit every point that I, I felt. I actually really loved this for that reason. Uh, Jimmy, uh, anything to add to what uh, Justin summed up there? No, that was pretty much it. Other than the fact that the thing I didn't and uh, that that got me, you know, wondering about the match was they were. It was like a regular match because the twenty four seven championship is one of those deals where it could happen anytime, anywhere. There's really no rules and stuff like that. They were enforcing rules in the match and stuff like that. You know. Let me put it this way. The, the 24-7 championship drifted off into becoming – into the world of ridiculousness. It used to be uh, there as a fun kind of little segment that we would get usually on a weekly basis and get people to laugh a little bit. Like like I still remember the, the pinning of Crash Holly in the APA office mm-hmm. by, by, by Mr. B, Gerald Briscoe, and stuff like that. And, you know – there's there's a there's there could be a place for it but they let it drift into into no man's land and people are just tired of it now and i don't i don't know if they would be able to uh salvage any of that uh fun i you know jimmy i i will say if um i mean i guess they could still do this the the transition could have been uh turn the 24 7 title into the hardcore title again do go back to the hardcore thing, go back to that trope of where it's because that's what the 24 7 title was. It just copied the hardcore title formula that worked, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. So, right. Uh, in, in any case, I do like that they, 
I do actually really appreciate that they didn't just write. It. I I like that they tied up that loose end so that we're not wondering anymore right. what's going on with it. But and hey, it gave Nikki Cross a win. I don't know. I, and like I said, just I think Justin, you nailed it. It gives him a win, gives her a win, and yeah, she seems cuckoo bananas, as old Gargano says. I love that phrase, so I use it. Uh, just throwing it away after winning it. But we we get to the end of the night here, and this is where things I feel really sort of uh, the 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 train definitely left the tracks here, uh, for better or worse, depending on how you view the the end of this show. Uh, Seth Rollins comes back out and he says it's been 10 years of Seth Rollins and we get a thank you Rollins chant uh, and he does the open challenge. looks like it's going to be Ali, but Bobby Lashley just beats the tar out of him and then comes out and then beats the tar out of Seth Rollins. And then Austin theory cashes in the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, they get a quick little back and forth before Lashley destroys theory and then Theory gets stomped, and and Seth Rollins retains the U.S. title. This, uh, J- Justin, I, I saw you shake your head there. This, my only, my my hope is that this is really just again them tying up a loose end and saying we got to move on to something different. But this was about as messy as I think you could have ended this. Let Jimmy go first. Jim, uh, go, go first. I I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, this was. Uh, I have all, plenty again, to say, but I want you to go first. No, it was all over the map. It was, uh, you know, I, I do, for one thing, if I'm going to take a positive out of this, I like this new attitude from Bobby Lashley. I like him being this aggressive and being this more heel-like character. Uh, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, Seth Rollins is now a babyface, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't really changed much of his persona is still he's being portrayed as a baby face here uh mustafa ali looked like he was gonna start the match but i guess bobby's friends with uh braun so he took care of that and uh again the, the cash in attempt is usually a, for a, one of the major titles whether it was the, the raw or the smackdown championship or whatever the world title or the universal title the fact that he went after the united states championship in this kind of Kind of threw me off at first, and and I thought maybe he will cash in here, and then we got that crazy craziness. I, I don't know. It just it didn't work for me. Let's put it that way. I, I I wish I could put it into better words than that, but it just didn't work for me. I I, I want to say because Justin, I have a feeling you're going to go off here in a second, so I want to get this one in here before before you start because Tox Kazim has been so patient throughout the whole show. Sent this <laughs> in at the beginning, but I wanted to wait till we got to this part. Uh, says, I love this version of Bobby tonight. He needs MVP on his side to recreate the hurt business. Uh, definitely a more aggressive Bobby. I think we all have seen that, but uh, but Justin, let's let's hear it. First problem is you do the swerve earlier in the night where we think we're gonna get the open challenge at the start of whatever hour it was, and then we don't, we get the OC and judgment day stuff. So now you have just strung it on to where you've now positioned it as the main event. That's the reason why I'm still tuning in to the end of the third hour is the open challenge. Open challenge, and this is in WWE, this has been in AEW, open challenge at this stage right now in this era has turned to a thing where you, know, you get a name. I'm not saying it has to be a name that returns or debuts, but it's, it's, it is it is some, you know, even if it's somebody from SmackDown, 
somebody from NXT. It's if it's if it's something that you're not going to promote, if it's tune in and see who answers the open challenge, there is a certain element of surprise expectation that's there. They double down on that. Seth Rollins comes out in this main event segment now. It's time for him to have his opponent. He's going to give the people what they want, what he's promised them. They give us the decoy of Mustafa Ali. He gets beat up. Who is it off screen that just beat him up? Who is it? Who is it? It's Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby has great momentum. Bobby just went toe-to-toe with Brock. Bobby looks great. I'm not discrediting Bobby, but Bobby is not. Bobby doesn't fit the bill for being the guy that should. If you wanted to have Bobby versus Seth, just advertise that damn match, okay? Don't mm-hmm. set me up for this. Who, who are we going to get? That was the first problem. Okay, so then they think, okay, we're going to do this, and now we're going to set it up for what? A Money in the Bank cash-in. I respect the attempt that they have really tried to make the IC and U.S. titles mean more, especially because you have one world champion. And so let's make these U.S. and IC titles mean more. I So I respect the idea of let's make them look like they mean more, but even still... Austin Theory has a license to steal. Why? I, I, I just I can't accept that he's going to use that for those titles. I just can't. I just can't. I understand if you want to get the briefcase out of him because you do not want him anywhere involved. And R- R- Roman Reigns is, is on a path of his own and maybe the Rock's involved in the future. Whatever. I get all that. Okay, so now if you're going to then demote it to where the money in the bank is going to cash in for the U.S. title, have him win the damn thing. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, so uh, none of this made sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. And and I'm a big fan of Triple H. I'm a big fan of the creative, by and large, since the end of July. I don't understand many of the decisions that they made tonight in this situation. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. And I think uh, Rob in the chat with the super chat says same thing. Seems like they could have had theory cash in on Braun for the NXT title. Instead, he could have had Mandy Rose like run in NXT. a Mandy Rose like run in NXT. Uh, well, Rob, uh, thank, thanks uh, for the thanks for the five bucks. That would have been even more ridiculous. Why, why is theory going to go and cash on the NXT title? I guess right. the the. Because I agree, I, I not cashing in for the big title to me just seems silly, even for mm-hmm. the Austin Theory character, because yeah. he would he's that character's too naive to know that Roman Reigns is going to smash him. Right. So even if you just had him challenge Roman Reigns, he gets speared. Everyone kind of laughs about it, and then you take him off TV for two weeks, and then whatever Theory comes but, back. But- and- Back to normal, but you have an out. Like you, you, you can even have him get a little bit of the upper hand on on Roman and look actually pretty good. But you've got you've got the guys outside being more oozy and helping Roman win. And and, and look, um, I I get that. Again, from a creative standpoint, Triple H inherited having to deal with mm-hmm. that. Austin Theory has this twelve month window with this briefcase. I get that you know Triple H inherited it, so he has to he has to tie it up, right? Even if you have your mind made up, if you're Triple H, if you have your mind made up that Theory's not going to be world champion in the next year, it's just, it's just not in the cards. Roman is on this historic run, and 
we have maybe plans with The Rock. Maybe we have plans with Cody Rhodes. Whatever. You could. I still think there would be better use of letting Theory walk around with that briefcase because that's like its own prop of in it, you know, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I still think there would be a moment later on, whether it's Rumble, Mania, somewhere else, where it's like Roman's involved with Rock or Roman's involved with Cody or whoever. That you could then have this moment of suspense where, oh my God, you think Theory's going to cash in there and then he falls short. So even if you made up your mind where Theory's not going to be successful cashing this in, I think you could have had a better moment for Theory and a better moment for television to have him had a cash in that's unsuccessful later on. This just looks like a huge dud. It makes him look like a dunce that he's going to go decide to cash it in for the U.S. title again. It's a U.S. title that looks better than it ever has. I respect mm-hmm. that, but it still doesn't make sense. You're still not top of the mountain. Roman Reigns is likely going to be involved in a five-on-five War Games match in two and a half weeks. So Roman Reigns is going to have him beaten, battered, and bruised with all these other individuals, barricaded in two cages or a cage inside of two rings. Wouldn't that be the time for a fresh old Austin Theory to come? Like, it, I just... I don't know why we had to strip him of the, the briefcase tonight. Mm-hmm. I guess it's also, it's not like Austin Theory is on a big win streak that they, he can't lose a cash in. No, know? he's lost. He's yeah. lost more matches like, than he's won recently. They, mm-hmm. So you could have, if he, however he cashed in, it doesn't matter if he loses to Roman Reigns. It's not like they've, they've lost anything there. And the thing that drove me nuts is he cashed in on an open challenge. He didn't need to cash in. He could have right. just said, I accept the open challenge. Right. Uh, and then he can't beat the guy who just got pummeled by Bobby Lashley. It was just, <laughs> I don't, it felt like there were so many extra factors in this that didn't need to be there just to get to a, a, a the next stage. It, 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 yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, Jack. Yeah. It almost, it almost felt this, uh, uh, okay, since we're doing this with the 24-7 championship, uh, we'll do something similar with the Money in the Bank briefcase since we want to get yeah. it off of uh, – and that's what it felt like. They wanted to get that briefcase away from Austin Theory, and that was it. Simple. I, I think that they figured out more about what WrestleMania is going to look like or what Royal Rumble is going to look like, and they realized that they – like okay, we just need to start tying up some of these loose ends yeah. and start moving in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Jack, to be fair, in November, November is normally when they start putting the Mania card in pencil mm-hmm. uh, and they start aiming to get into ink, you know, by January. So they, 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 you, there might be something to do. That. They might be at the point where they're like, all right, in pencil, what do we see? Barring no injuries, barring no crazy changes, what do we see Mania looking like? Back right. to our point earlier about the Rhea-Bianca Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, my hope is that they think that this is going to be an episode that we all forget in two weeks and they can move. And that was kind of their thought process. But just I was watching the, the end of the show going, wait, what? What are they doing? But, oh, OK, here we are. I think uh, probably a good time to sell your stock in Austin. Theory. I, 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 yeah, you know? I mean, and, and you know what? I mean, maybe it's a thing where they figured, OK, Bobby's. Bobby's a baby face right now. It's got momentum. We need a heel that everybody hates for him. So this is a reason to get him and theory involved with each other. It could be that, or it could be, it could be, I don't know why, but it could be, they might say we want to infuse Austin theory back in the NXT show on Tuesdays. And this is a way, and, and, and there's no way we could have him be on NXT 
still carrying around this briefcase, you know, so maybe that was it was, was the, the logic of a greater thinking of right. how can we explain him being on NXT when he has a license to attempt to steal a world title on raw or SmackDown. Right. Again, I don't know why they put him back on NXT, but, but, but again, these are all yeah. things we'll have to wait and see that maybe that's goes into the decision-making. If he goes back to NXT, talk about it back and forth uh, career as far as that goes. Uh, yeah. He just, yeah, he, he, I think more than anyone, he would have been uh, bouncing back. Yeah. One, no, one actually. more wild card. Exactly. We got one more wild card. We got advancement with Gargano, and the we continue to get advancement with the Gargano Loomis Miz stuff. Gargano's playing off the fact that he and Dexter were aligned in NXT. Also in that with Gargano's family in NXT. Mm-hmm was Austin Theory at one point. Maybe they found a creative avenue for Austin Theory, and again, they can't send him on that path if he still has his briefcase. So maybe maybe a week or two from now, we will be doing this podcast, and we'll all go. Uh-huh. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But right. as we sit here tonight at 1222 in the morning, East Coast time, right <laughs> on November 8th, I'm <laughs> scratching my head. Yeah, this is going to be uh, – that. They got their work cut out for him to explain yeah, this, but we'll absolutely. we'll see how it goes. Uh, at the very least, it was a very interesting mm-hmm. uh, way to end the show. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know if you guys have any overall thoughts. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Any uh, final thoughts? I just it, felt like a very random episode to me. No, it was it, no, it had its moments, but at the same time, uh, you know, again, going people remember two things: they remember the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. especially the end. And like we said, the end for me didn't work. So I'm going to try and not remember it as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, just Bobby looked great, but uh, any, any random, any final thoughts I should say? Yeah, no, I think I've said it all. Um, you know, probably one of my least favorite episodes in the last several months of raw. Uh, but again, I, I leave open to where I don't understand it now. Maybe a week from now, I will understand better. So, mm-hmm. uh, but again, all things said, we're not getting repetitive rematches. We're getting, so again, all things considered, I'm we're, 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 we're bitching tonight about the standard. The standard is a new standard. This show again, if held up against a show last may probably looks fantastic yeah, yeah. so yeah. i you know i'm keeping in mind that we you know it, it, just now the, the the standard has been the bar has been raised by triple h and company mm-hmm. and so now i'm just judging them accordingly to the new bar see triple h has got to learn you got to keep that bar nice and low nice and low no. so it's easy. That's, that's not that, that's not that, that's not his style he 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 lives <laughs> He lives and breathes creative, no. so uh, uh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure if he was to see this, uh, he he would have plenty of response to my critiques and would mm-hmm. say, "Just keep watching, pal." Right? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it'll like work out. Like you said, it, compared to a year ago, this is fantastic. So, um, but I think that does it for us. This was a good one. Uh, thanks everyone who joined us again. If you're watching later or listening later, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you were live, I appreciate you being here, whether it be Trevor, Baby, John, Elm Street 2010, Ricky, Rob, James, uh, uh, Dream, and Bernie, and Dylan. Happy birthday again, Dylan, Tuck, and everyone else. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure to tune into the NXT After Show tomorrow, the Dynamite Show on Wednesday, the SmackDown Rampage Show on Friday, and... Um, there is no show on this weekend. No pay-per-views this weekend, right? No. No? No. Okay. In any case, follow at Wrestling Inc. Uh, Justin, where can the world find you online? 
at Justin Labar across Twitter, across Instagram. And Jimmy, where can the world find you? Uh, on all my social media, at, at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter, at Real Jimmy Corderas uh, on Instagram. And uh, you can find me here on Wrestling Inc. on Monday nights with Triple J here. And on Wednesday nights with uh, Justin and Issa reviewing Dynamite. And Monday through Wednesday on all my social media platforms, the ref and rant hits the airwaves. Shout out, to, shout out to Jimmy for promoting uh, fine Providence, Rhode Island uh, pubs. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. The, uh, the friendly tap. The friendly tap. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I hope they're paying for that promotion. Rest no, in no, peace, Timmy. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. What, what well, a great guy. What a great guy. Well, thank you guys so much. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That does it for us. We will see you guys for the next half show tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.